I want to get a little bit bigger picture here. Fasting is obviously a very powerful part of longevity, but I'd like to get your take on maybe what's the holistic plan for living a long and healthy life. Like what are the core pillars and tenets, fasting being one of those? How do you approach it? How do you personally approach living a long life and living as long as you possibly can with great health? Yeah, no, and I, and I am a father and, and the balance is, is so important between between fatherhood and work and, and the five pillars of longevity. So we believe, uh, and again, it's detailed in the book, but we believe there are five critical pillars for longevity. Nutrition, probably the most important one. And again, it's the only thing we consume every day of our lives since the day we're born to the day we die. So it must carry the biggest signal to the body to be healthy or to be poisoned or, or you do not be healthy. <laughs> Hey there, my friends. It's Dr. Anthony Balduzzi, and I want to welcome you back to another episode here on the Fit Father Project and the Fit Mother Project podcasts. I'm super excited about this conversation today because we have an expert on fasting, Dr. Joseph Antone, who's going to be basically breaking down the latest research on fasting and also talking about the incredible program that he developed with some of the world's leading longevity researchers called Prolon, which is kind of like a fasting mimicking diet. It's like a five-day program that gives you a lot of the benefits of fasting. And the reason I'm so jazzed up about this particular conversation is because we have a true expert in the house. And Dr. Joseph Antone has a very impressive bio, and I want you to humor me as I read this whole thing, just so you really know who you're about to hear from. This guy walks the walk. So here's Dr. Joseph's bio. Dr. Joseph Antone's passion is to enhance human longevity. He's the CEO and chairman of the board of El Nutra, a Nutritech company leading the food as medicine movement and developing breakthrough Nutra technologies like his fasting mimicking diet called Prolon with the goal of profoundly impacting how humans age and bringing back fasting as a longevity lifestyle to humanity. Before becoming the CEO of El Nutra, Dr. Antone was the CEO of Health Systems Reform, a boutique consultancy aimed at elevating public health through reforming health systems and improving healthcare delivery. He was also the co-director of the Center of Health Policy at the University of Chicago, an adjunct professor of health policy at the Buck Institute for Research on Aging, and a fellow at the Department of Social Policy at the London School of Economics and Political Science. Dr. Antone completed his health policy studies at Harvard University, public health studies at Johns Hopkins University, medicine and biological sciences at St. Joseph's University, and his PhD studies in Mediterranean and Middle Eastern studies at King's College. He is married to his wife, Corrine, and has three amazing boys and stays healthy by practicing fasting with food and walking daily while taking business calls on his phone. So this is a very impressive man. I think he's been in, well, he was in school for over two, two, three decades, and he's learned so much about fasting. And we really have a great conversation where he's sharing a lot of his insights. I'm interjecting some of the things that I figured out from helping so many people with their health. And I think you're going to get a lot of value from this. We talk about intermittent fasting um, and what that actually means. We talk about daily time-restricted eating. We also talk about some of the metabolic changes that happen when you do longer fasts, three-day, five-day, and Dr. Antone also shares his personal philosophy on how to really like maximize these longer fasts and do them in a way that they're not like totally hard and impossible to pull off. So 
I know you're going to love this conversation because here's the deal. Our human bodies were built fast. So you need to know this information if you want to maximize your longevity and your health. And this is the simple stuff that anyone can do. So let's tune into today's conversation. And if you're getting inspired by this as we go through this and you're interested in checking out some of the things that Dr. Antone references, we're going to have links in the show notes as well, where you can actually try the Prolon Fast, his whole five-day system. There's going to be links there as well as links to the book by the longevity researcher that helped develop this, Dr. Walter. Longo. There's going to be links in the description for all that stuff. So make sure you check that out. And let's hop into today's conversation with Dr. Joseph Antone. All right, Dr. Joseph Antoon, welcome to the Fit Father and Fit Mother Project podcast. It's truly an honor. Um, I mean, you're you're such an accomplished man and you're doing very important work, which is bringing the science and the practical nature of nutrition for longevity and fasting to the masses. And I'm such a huge fan of this. And if people are listening inside our Fit Father and Fit Mother programs, they have some familiarity with fasting. And what I want to do today is leverage your expertise and your experience to talk about the landscape of why nutrition is so so important for longevity and effectively, what kind of tools do we have in terms of basic fasting and some of the protocols that you've developed through your research and, and, and all the different users that are using your prolonged fasting program to, to really, you know, improve their health. So thanks for being here and let's kick into it. Uh, let's talk a little bit about like the connection between longevity, nutrition, and fasting. Let's start there. Yeah. Well, thanks for having me. And I can assure you at the end of this, podcast will change a lot of people's lives. So I'll, I'll get straight into it. That's my passion. Talk about the commonality or the importance of the crossing on nutrition, fasting, and, and longevity. I started my career as a physician and I was trained to do pills, right? And this is what took me all the way to today is exactly realizing the importance of nutrition and now fasting for longevity. So in, in, in two cents, food is the only product we consume every day since the day we're born to the day we die. So it's, it's the most powerful signal the body can get. We've always thought about food in numbers of calories and macros and micros. We never thought about timing of food up until the last 20 years, the science of fasting starting to come out, whether it's Walter Longo at USC, who's the leading scientist on fasting, whether it's Sachin Panda talking about the timing of the day and Mark Matson and all the other leaders in, 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 in the field of research and fasting. So... To tackle directly the, 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 the common ground is that we as humans were not built to eat every you know, few hours. We're creatures like others, uh, like other animals or, or, or even plants, where we should follow day and time. And we're our circadian creatures. Snacking late at night was not part of our diet. Calling an Uber Eats and getting food in 40 minutes at 11 p.m. was not part of our diets. Although we sleep at night, our digestive system needs to sleep. Every organ in our body basically is a circadian organ. And so the Nobel Prize of, in medicine in 2017 was on a biological clock of the body. And it's so important because it dictates how well we sleep. And that's, an, that's a longevity parameter. It dictates how well uh, or our metabolism and therefore nutrition and longevity. It dictates how the metabolic rate and and exercise and, and, and energy the next day is another pillar of longevity. So thinking about food as quantity and as timing is probably the biggest two discoveries that have happened in the last, if you want, two decades. Now, fasting comes in as part of fasting, the intermittent fasting is the timing of the food. And there's a prolonged fasting, which is, has driven that entire wave of, uh, of fasting adoption 
is showing that if you go longer on a fast, you're creating a bigger stress and therefore the cells get engaged in through autophagy. So let's talk a little bit about, about that, yeah. that in, in detail. So probably most of the listeners are familiar with intermittent fasting, uh, yeah. which basically um, medically wise or scientific wise, we say anything below two days is intermittent fasting. Most people equate intermittent fasting to 16-8 because the most practiced way of doing intermittent fasting is skipping breakfast. And when you skip breakfast, you have, you know, 10 hours of sleep, 8-10 hours, then you skip breakfast all the way to lunch, you add four hours. So that's your 16 hours of no food. And, and a lot of people have jumped on that wave because one, 73% of Americans are overweight. So losing a little bit of weight, skipping breakfast, living losing a little bit of weight if you don't binge eat after is, is a good point. It's relatively, you know, not that difficult to adopt. Uh, maybe 16 hours could be a little bit too much for, for many, but 12 to 14 is probably the circadian fasting is 12 hours. Probably that's the most correlated, if you want, historically with uh, and epidemiologically with longevity. So we study centenarians. We look at people who live 100 and beyond. And what I can tell your listener today that we're almost for sure that if you do 12 to 14 hours, that's a pro-longevity fasting. Yeah, which means having an earlier dinner effectively. You know, maybe people have dinner around five or so, and maybe you do have breakfast, but it's coming in around eight. Even that amount of window is is still a good number of hours that's giving your body some kind of signal. And as I was just saying, the signal can get deeper the longer you go. You're 100% right. Uh, it's, it's eating between that five to seven, uh, you know, window and... Surprisingly, if you follow the centenarians who live under beyond, or if you read the trials of longevity and nutrition, you know, breakfast is part of is part of the centenarians, you know, yeah. diet. So, so I think ideally you want to do 12 to 14 hours. So so eat early and and still have breakfast. Now, if you cannot do that for social reasons, because we became you know more socially connected as people and want to eat sometimes later, we watch Netflix, we watch YouTube, we stand it. So if if you cannot and you're eating dinner a little bit later, yes, you can delay a little bit in the morning. But but I 100% agree with you. But the science and epidemiology and the centenarian studies are showing, centenarians are people who live 100 and beyond, is that 12 to 14 hours, which goes back to circadian eating, uh, during the day you eat, when the sun is down, you try not to eat, you want your the organs not to be working, they need to sleep, they need to rejuvenate. And then the next day, you're going to wake up hungry, hungrier. Um, the 16-8 is easy to adopt because we snack very late at night and therefore in the morning, it's easy not to eat. And a lot of us have the reflux and are sleeping and that helps. So you wake up in the morning, you just don't even have an appetite. You hear most people say, I don't have an appetite in the morning. Well, you ate very late and you had a little bit of reflux and 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 you didn't, you didn't sleep, even the quality is not that good because of you know, all the digestion happening. So to go back to the segmentation, intermittent fasting is below two days, is, is less than two days. The 12 to 14 hours we call circadian fasting. It's a definitely a longevity uh, you know, intervention. Uh, some doctors, some key opinion leaders say do 16-8. 16-8 is if you want to lose weight, yes, go longer. Uh, you lose more weight. And uh, unless you binge eat after, let's clarify that. Um, some people actually practice what we call 5-2, meaning twice a week. Um, they do 5-2, meaning you know, five days out of the week you eat normal, twice a week you eat, you, you eat 600 calories or less if you're a man. Which is one meal, right? You're having, you're having one hearty 
meal. It could be could be spread out into multiple, but it also could be some proteins, some vegetables, and maybe a serving of carbohydrates will be around five six hundred calories. Yeah, and it's below six hundred for male, below five hundred for female. It's called five two if you do it twice a week. If you concentrate in one meal, it's called OMAD, one meal a day diet. Another another intermittent fasting uh, type. And the most extreme way of doing intermittent fasting is, is, is the, what we call the alternate day fasting. It's every other day. And I, honestly, the science is not showing that this is healthy. It creates a yo-yo effect. One day your, your body is happy to have the carbs and the protein and the storing and it's going anabolic. The second day it has to go back to catabolic. The third day it has to go back up. So it creates what we call a yo-yo effect. And a lot of the fasting experts, they don't recommend doing it. Now, it shows a lot of benefits metabolic on the short term yeah. because it's intensive. It's intensive, but from a longevity perspective, so short-term perspective, you see the results. Long-term perspective, we don't know if the, that yo-yo effect is a healthy effect, but definitely it's an intensive way to do fasting. Therefore, in the short term, you lose, you lose weight a little bit more aggressively. I want to uh, chime in here for a second because a lot of our members, when they get to the second phase of our program, kind of start doing something like a 5-2 where they may be doing 24-hour fast twice a week, spread out by a couple days. And that makes a lot of sense what you said about we're creating a signal through fasting, but if if you're constantly getting a, a catabolic signal with fasting and then switching to a feeding and then going back down to it's 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 not good for a body that wants to maintain homeostasis. Yet a pulsed signal that the body then responds to and adapts to that that has like a couple days of just like uh, balance and another pulse signal. Fantastic. This is the same principle behind high intensity exercise as well, right? Exactly. Exactly what I was about to say. It's the same thing like exercising. Well, look, we, if you want to summarize all this, we're creating a stress, whether high intensity exercise or fasting. The body biologically went through these stresses for hundreds of thousands of years. When we had no food all the time, we were walking all the time looking for food. So these stresses existed and we developed a mechanism to cope with them. And that mechanism is protection. So, so it's good to stress from time to time, but it's not good to stress all the time. That's, that's, the, that's the key here. And this is why, um, you know, it's either a lower stress, 12 to 14 hours, max 16. These, you can do them every day. Or if you want to do twice a week, a, a little bit further stress, um, that's, that's the five to, that's the five to nine. I, I want to bring something up that you, you mentioned is, is like, let's talk about resting the digestive organs and kind of talking about centenarians. I think when I look at what's going on today is based on the fact that people are eating incredibly frequently with a lot of processed high calorie foods, we're constantly simulating uh, spiking blood sugars, stimulating insulin, and that's driving a lot of these anabolic pathways. And this is why we have a lot of these like build up kind of conditions. We have a lot of cancers as well that are breeding in these high nutrient insulin resistant kind of conditions. Yet we know this like yin yang principle has, has, has a lot of merit where we want to balance the anabolism with the catabolism. So fasting is catabolic. Let's talk about digestive stress too, because I think a lot of people, when they start to fast, they feel better largely because they're not slamming the GI tract with food in a regular bit. What is it with gut health being such a focus? What is your opinion or some of the research on maybe some of the gut health benefits of fasting, if there are some? Um, there are some I didn't find. There's a lot of research still looking into it. We are looking at the microbiome changes that happen with fasting, right? So, so if you have say you're, you're, you have a diet rich in fat and meat, let's, let's just consider it. So you would have a flora that's developed, microbiome that's developed to digest those. Now, when you fast, 
you're basically starving that flora, and but we don't know which other flora takes takes over. So there's a we're actually actively today researching this and to see what happens. But what you would assume at least that when you fast, you're not bringing, especially when you fast on a on a healthy on a on a healthier diet. We'll we'll talk about that. At least the leaky gut, the toxins, the the micro the micro trauma that you're doing to your to your gut and to your intestine is is you know would decrease. And leaky gut is a huge part of now what we're discovering. It's part of diabetes. It's part of Alzheimer's. It's part of autoimmune diseases. And to explain this to your followers is there are a lot of molecules that we're not supposed to absorb. But when the gut is leaking because of the microtrauma, you're getting new molecules into the blood. And a lot of those are cross-matching with some of our organs and the immune system starts attacking our organs and you create an increase in, in, in inflammation across the body, and that's a pro-aging, and that's, uh, that's, that triggers some of the diseases. I want to go back a little bit to the connectivity between fasting and longevity, because we were talking a little bit about intermittent fasting, and I want to, I want to tie the knot with the prolonged fast and then the longevity, because it's critical. At the end of the day, we all want to live healthy long. That's the ultimate goal. And um, so we said, the low to, less than two days, you're doing intermittent fasting, and then if you go longer than two days, you're doing what we call prolonged fasting or periodic fasting. There's a great paper published in Nature. Nature is probably the number one science journal in the world by Walter Longo, I think was published just three, four months ago, uh, explaining the differences between intermittent fasting and prolonged fasting if, if, if folks want to go and read it. But basically, why we set up this two days timeline? If you go beyond two days, there's a crisis, meaning... All of us, we have reserves in the body. Fat, I, I, I call fat your uh, your uh, savings account. And then you have glycogen. That's that's the that's the first thing you can tap into. That's your checking account in the bank. And then the liver can give you credit. The liver can do the glucogenesis and dump a little bit of uh, a little bit of calories as well in the blood. So that's your credit that you can borrow from the bank. So you have three ways. You have fat reserves, glycogen reserves, and the fat also can, can do something with glucogenesis. They can help you, but once you cross a couple of days of fasting, most people start getting, their body starts telling the cell, hey, you got to go and look inside of the cell for sources of energy. Um, if you have debris, organelles, consume those, fix yourself, rejuvenate yourself, because we're going to go bankrupt we're going to have to align and be an optimal performance to survive. Yeah, it's like, it's like a corporation effectively like cutting and trimming down and the streamlining during a high-pressure stress time. And this is like what people are calling autophagy, autolysis, this internal cellular cleanup. And again, the, I just want to highlight the point is this two-day window is when we've really tapped into and used a lot of these stored carbohydrates. And the muscles, those are gone. The liver is gone. All the liver glycogen is gone as well. We're tapping into fat reserves at like low intensity, just at rest. And our body's starting to produce some ketone bodies. We, we probably were all along the way, but more of those are being produced along the way. And we're using some amino acids to create more glucose for, for basics. And so now it starts to get really interesting. You're talking about this process of the cleanup. What else starts to happen as we get deeper into this fast. Yeah, and, and I fully agree with the example on the corporation. Again, if you're running a company and you need a million dollars a month, if somebody comes and get in, because that establishes the difference between fasting and all other diets. You know, people ask me, is fasting a fat? Is fasting like other diets to lose weight? It's actually very much different because there's two things that no diet does. A sharp decrease in the calorie, in the calorie. So if you're if you're a company and you need a million dollars, that's food, that's the calorie that you need every month. 
every other diet, say, will give you 950 or will give you 900,000, your bank account drops bit by bit, right? But actually, the metabolic rate slows down as well. And that nobody talks about that. And when the metabolic rate slows down, you pick back uh, fat very fast. And a lot of time, you're losing muscle in the short term and you, you go back and you replace it with fat. This is what most diets do. We see a loss in fat, but we see a loss in muscle. And lean muscle tissue, yes. And then one thing for people listening too is like when you're on any calorie-restricted diet, if that's what you're doing, strength and resistance training, again, is that signal. You use it or you lose it, right? So this is telling that body to hold on to that. So that's an important aspect of any health program with a low-calorie diet. So please continue. Now, now fasting is completely different. Fasting gives you a big stress. It works by stress, basically. So if I need a million dollars to operate as a CEO of a company and you give me zero, now, of course, my bank account is dropping super fast now by million million dollars. So we lose fat very fast. So it's from, even from a weight loss perspective, it's one of the fastest ways to lose weight. But because it's the stress, the, the, the stress hormones are a little bit higher. The muscle tone is protected. So what fasting does, which most other diets don't do, is protection of the lean body mass. And we, we see that in a lot of fasting trials. And that's critical. And you know it, it has to make sense evolution-wise and epidemiologic-wise. So imagine, you know, you were in the wild 10,000 years ago or 15,000 years ago, and, and there's not a lot of food. So the body learned to do two things. I'll, I'll break down your fat and I'll transform it into ketones so that I keep you up because the, if the brain faints, we're exterminating as a race. And I need you to keep walking to find the next fruit or vegetable. So I invest in protecting the muscle. And, and we see that with fasting, which is very important for us, because at the end of a fasting cycle, you have you preserve the lean body mass, you cut a lot of fat, you keep your metabolic rate, so you don't go back and swap fat when you eat again. You swap fat muscle with fat. That that's powerful. And I think one other thing I like to add into to that example you you gave is something that really blew my mind many years ago when I started studying and learning about fasting was like the brain-derived neurotrophic factor. The fact that you're also like, you're getting a signal to grow new neurons and to improve the central nervous system. So I always hypothesize it's like, hey, your, your body's walking, you got the ketone bodies, and it's also giving you a little more maybe clarity or mental sharpness. It's like, hey man, find some food. And so it seems like that's a cool benefit as well. There's stuff happening for cognition, which in today's day and age is so, so important with longevity, right? With all the, the dementia that's happening, et cetera. Yeah, exactly. So what you're doing with fasting, you're losing the weight, you're rejuvenating yourselves, especially if you cross to the autophagy part. And this is a great contributor to longevity because you're an optimized you and biologically you could be a little bit younger, a step back younger. And this is what ties fasting with longevity. And in it's important to understand that our biological age, you know, I might be, say, 43, 44. If my biological age, if I was unhealthy growing up, I didn't, you know, didn't have a great lifestyle, maybe my cells are 50-year-old, 55-year-old. If my cells are 55 years old, I'm going to get cancer or diabetes or Alzheimer's or you know, cardiovascular disease sooner than somebody else. So when you do fasting, what we believe is that due to this rejuvenation, due to the optimization, the stress, going back to the company example, you stress this year is going to go and fix the company, right? It's going to restructure, function, and structure. That is a better performing company. That's a company immune from the next shock. 
So what we believe is fasting versus great metabolic intervention, cellular intervention, and therefore a healthy aging intervention. And that's the key to a healthy long life. Yeah, absolutely. And it's just so accessible. Let's talk a little more about maybe some of the stem cell stuff, like Walter Longo's, you know, research on when you go deeper into these fasts that you even get like the proliferation of of new stem cells. And like, there's like deep rejuvenation, even in the marrow and stuff like that. I think that's fascinating for a lot of people too. Talking about, you know, you mentioned the name Walter Longo and, 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 you know, he's grandfather of a lot of the science of fasting. and, And he published a book called The Longevity Diet. I don't know if you can see it. I have a copy behind me right here in the corner. We'll link it in the show notes too. Yeah. Uh, the Longevity Diet 2018, I think, was Amazon's bestseller. And, and Volta got nominated among the top 50 most influential people in health for, for, for that. And he studies fasting in a very scientific way. And what he's seeing in mice and, and now studying in humans is that when you fast, he sees the organ shrinking. And this is not dehydration. He would hydrate normally. And, 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 and even, you know, he was part of the biosphere too. He was a PhD at that time with Roy Walford that did the biosphere too. So what he sees with this calorie restriction, he sees organs shrinking. And again, it wasn't dehydration. They were hydrated naturally. And in his labs in mice, he sees the same. And then when refed, he sees the organ going back to normal, to normal size. And, and this is what got all the theories in his mind of intracellular rejuvenation and also uh, new structure being rebuilt or new stem cells. And he shows that in mice, uh, spikes of stem cell circulation. In humans, there are early signs of that. The trials are still going. And to see what kind of, how much the body does intracellular rejuvenation versus a potential extracellular ones. But I think autophagy, again, 2016 Nobel Prize, 2017 was on circadian uh, rhythm. So both are related. They're, they're big cornerstones of a potential healthy long life. Nice. Okay. I want to get a little bit bigger picture here. Fasting is obviously a very powerful part of longevity, but I'd like to get your take on maybe what's the holistic plan for living a long and healthy life. Like what are the core pillars and tenets, fasting being one of those? How do you approach it? How do you personally approach living a long life and living as long as you possibly can with great health? Yeah. No, and I, and I am a father and, and the balance is, is so important between between fatherhood and work and, and the five pillars of longevity. So we believe, uh, and again, it's detailed in the book, but we believe there are five critical pillars for longevity. Nutrition, probably the most important one. And again, it's the only thing we consume every day of our lives since the day we're born to the day we die. So it must carry the biggest signal to the body to be healthy or to be poisoned or, or you do not be healthy. Um, number two, Probably it's actually social capital and being happy and that, that connectivity between humans, you know, the love that you have at home, the social network, the social support, your wife, your kids, your parents. It's so important. That degree of happiness. You know, if you study centenarians, people living on and beyond, some of them, they smoke, some of them, they drink, they've ate animal fats for, for a long period. They walk a lot, they exercise a lot, but they're happy. The common factor is they love their family, they're happy people, they're positive, happy people. So I think this is something we're losing in life today, where we're living more, which we, we swapped happiness and social capital with moments of stress and joy. So, you know, we, we experience a good dinner. Okay, then we go back and think about the strength before the next day, right? So that's, that's very important. And then comes exercise. Uh, and then stress, 
and then sleep. So these are the five pillars, nutrition, social capital, exercise, stress, and sleep. And I try to work on all of them. And it's not an easy balance like, like all of us, I think. I always say the more we think we're discovering new technology, we think it's going to make our life easier. It's making just our life even more complicated. Uh, uh, taxation and email and WhatsApp and Facebook, these were made to help us. And then they start demanding from us attention and pressure and feedback and all of that. Right. So I always try to, if, I, if you want to learn what I personally do, I try to eat my dinner earlier. I try to do the 12 to 14. That's critical for me. I do. We didn't talk about fasting with food. We talked about fasting with water, but... Let's get to that at the end. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I actually do my fast bar in the morning, which is a bar that gives you the benefits of fasting. I do five days of fasting with food, though. The only fasting on water I do is actually 12 to 14 hours. All the other fasts I do, I do them with food. That with our fasting mimicking diet. So I do every quarter our prolonged fasting mimicking diet. I do um, on a social capital, have a great family and great love. And that's so critical, I think, for our happiness. Yeah. I do sleep my, uh, actually, that's, I'm, I'm weak on that point. I do my five, six hours only being a CEO, but I should get to that seven, eight hours. Um, exercise also being very busy. I, I'm not doing as much exercise as I used to do, but I actually, I do. I tried to do my 10,000 10, steps. My, uh, my, my exercise key is this. Every call, I have, my, uh, I have my, my earphones and I walk. So I try to take my calls outside of the office. I walk around the building, around the streets, and I get my 10,000 steps just doing calls and, and, and balancing that with, with being in the office. Powerful. So that's, that's me personally, uh, uh, the way, uh, the way I tried to do it. Nice. I want to chime in on a couple of things. You know, the pillar, I think it was pillar two and pillar four, pillar two being what you called social capital and connections and pillar four being stress. I I've had this idea for a long time that the people that live the longest are those that keep the nervous system primarily in a parasympathetic state right? Because anytime we're gearing this, this system up into that fight or flight or the sympathetic tone, we're demanding so much more from the body, the production of all of these adrenaline and catecholamines that are gearing us up, which is a, a taxation on the body. I would even say as important as good nutrition is how can you keep your body at ease as much as possible when you're not exercising? And I think that also comes down to proper breathing, proper sitting and posture, maybe time outside with the sunshine, like all these little factors that enable the human system to stay at ease. Meditation. Yes. Meditation or prayers if we're believers. I mean, there's studies on, on a lot of studies coming up on those. So I fully agree with you. And by the way, that's the trigger of everything else. If you're de-stressing and happy, you'll eat less, you'll sleep better, yeah. you, you have yeah. energy to exercise. It's actually a great, this is why I put it as almost equal to nutrition as the number two most important factor ahead of exercise, because it's a common trunk to have high energy and wanting to walk. It's a high common trunk that, no, you know, I'm not going to binge eat at 11 p.m. I, you know, if you're feeling happy and you're good. And um, so I, I fully agree with you on this point. Yeah. And then you also made a really great point that you personally in your routine, every three months or every quarter are doing a longer fast using your fasting mimicking diet and your prolon protocol. I think this is a nice transition because I personally, I do a three-day 
plus water fast every quarter. But oftentimes, like those are very intense and there's certainly not for everyone. But you've done a ton of research and you have a protocol that makes these more prolonged fasting easier and you're able to have some food and nutrition throughout the the process and still reap these deep benefits of a longer fast. So please tell us more about Prolon, the stuff that you guys do there and what it entails and what it looks like when you go ahead and do this every quarter. No, and, and thank you for this opportunity. So we started 20 years ago understanding the value of fasting and the benefits of fasting. And a lot of that research was taking place at University of Southern California, again, under Professor Walter Longo, But when he discovered that if you go longer on a fast, you're engaging the cells and you're doing that biological rejuvenation, which is critical. It's one of the miracles of biology to be able to self-correct. We lost the wheat all the time now. We lost that, you know, if you watch car racing, there's a pit stop, you change the wheels, you change the oil, and then you go back and you can last longer. That check-in and rejuvenation, we lost it because we eat all the time. Now, the problem is if you do a longer fast, you're also, it comes at a cost. The first cost is compliance. How many people can do, you know, three days or four days of water fast? Number two, it, you are compromising essential organs as well. So I'll give, I'll, I'll go back to the corporate example. So if I need a million dollars to operate per month, if you come and give me zero, I mean, yes, I'll let go some of the employees that are not doing the best, you know, but but top employees will leave because I cannot pay them. I cannot put an order for my supplies to sell next month. That's going to compromise my revenues next month. So there's as many good decisions, as many bad decisions that that somebody under such a big stress has to make. But fasting had a great longevity benefits in when we were studying mice. And then Dr. Longo and USC talked to the National Institute of Health. And they said, would you give us grants and money to go and develop a fasting mimicking diet? Meaning instead of you need a million dollars, we give you zero. Can I come and give you $400,000? That can go and help you pay the employees, order your supply, maintain operation, and it will keep the stress. 600000 is a big difference, is a big stress. You'll still need to fix your company, and therefore you will thrive the next month. And that, that has been the goal of creating the fasting mimicking diet. We started studying both at the blood level you know, when you eat carbs, you have insulin. Insulin tells the, the, the body that, hey, go growth. And the things are here. So how much complex carb and what part of the day I can give you so that you don't see that spike in, in glucose and therefore you don't see the spike in insulin. Therefore, the body is not knowing that you're eating. Same thing with protein. What levels of proteins, plant-based proteins, what sequences of amino acids that if I nourish you with those proteins, I don't spike your IGF. IGF is another hormone of recognition of food based on protein. And then we start looking at the cells. If I feed you this kind of macronutrients, would they go under the nutrient sensing pathway, under the radar of detection of the cell? So after 20 years of research, we figured out a nutritional formulation called the fasting mimicking nutrition or the fasting mimicking diet. In the market, it's uh, it's called Prolon, and, and, and this is one of the Prolon box behind me. It comes in a box, and it has everything you need to basically go through this five-day protocol. Exactly. You get this box of food, and it has day one, day two, day three, day four, day five. You just take your, your day one, and, and it has all the food you need. It's in a form of bars. It's not fasting by deprivation. It's actually food. It's, uh, it's uh, Day one is 1,100 calories. And day two, three, four, and five are actually up to 780 calories, uh, close to 800. So 
We're transforming a fasting by starvation, which has the benefits of fasting, but the deprivation side effects, which we're throwing that to fasting by nourishment, whereby I keep the stress of fasting. So you keep losing the weight, you keep rejuvenating the cells. At the same time, I'm giving you some nutrients so that your essential organs don't feel as deprived. And obviously it increases compliance big time as well. Yeah. Totally. I mean, because you get the box and you can follow it and fantastic. And I want to kind of summarize what I'm taking away from this is number one, everyone should have a structured meal timing that is ideally some 12 to 14 hours of time-restricted eating, meaning you have some structure to that. Number two, there is benefits to doing these 24-hour fasts once in a while, and you don't necessarily need nutrients for those. But when you go to a longer fast, there's like this five-day, there's so much benefit to not necessarily cutting the payroll to zero, coming in at around $400,000 in our analogy and giving your body some nutrition along the way. Tailored nutrition, I'm sure you guys are doing slow digesting carbohydrates, plant-based proteins, as you said, that are not, have the branch chain amino acids that are spiking the insulin. High healthy fats for the brain, high healthy. Healthy fats. There you go. Like maybe anti-inflammatory compounds in there. Like, yeah, sounds fantastic. And hey, like all things with health and fitness, information is wonderful, but it's all about action and compliance. So I love that you guys have something that someone can just take and follow. And science. I mean, if you talk to me as a consumer, you know, there's hundreds of nutrition companies out there. I cannot name one. And I ask this question to everyone. Name one food company you trust based on their science and you always eat from. We try to be that company. We try to be the first nutrition technology company for the world. So just to tell people, this Prolon has gone through over 14 clinical trials, randomized clinical trials in universities. So you're talking about USC, Stanford, uh, 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 University of Milan, University of Genoa, University of Miami, University of Indiana. So we, we have 18 universities doing trials. And, um, and so we, we really are, are happy with the science that allowed us to say what we can say today and what we're saying today. And, and it works. I mean, it's only five days. The, the beauty also is that it's only five days. Um, and, and, you know, I recommend folks to try it if they want to try it and, and you'll see benefits on day. So, so it's an experience, it's a transformational experience. Fasting is so powerful on the body that they will feel right away results. And you will lose weight. I've had family members use Prolon and it's not uncommon to lose five, seven, maybe even some people lose 10 pounds during that period of time for many reasons, right? You're losing some water weight because your carbohydrate stores are depleted, but you're absolutely tapping into fat stores too. And I think an under... Uh, appreciated area of fasting benefit is you're also cleaning out your digestive tract. Like you're not putting as much food in, so you're moving stuff through. And actually, I don't know if this is like a little bit of a curveball question for you if it's in the area of research, but I do have another health theory or an idea is that the healthiest humans that live a long time have cleaner digestive tubes or at least have very, very regular bowel movements where stuff is moving through. We do know when you eat certain types of diets and it's different for a different kind of people that when stuff gets stopped up, particularly in the colon, you know, you get the fermentation and secondary bile acids and salts that are kind of irritating the colonic epithelium. And, and for some people can raise the risk of, of colon cancer. We're meant to move stuff through this tube, not just allow it to sit. And I think fasting is so cool because it's another chance to get things to just kind of like, you're still drinking a ton of fluids, right? And you're still going to be pooping because you're eating food through up through prolon. So I think that's a cool thing. More people should pay attention to cleaning out their colon a couple times a year. Yeah. You know, a lot of uh, the number, the top three reasons when, when people do prolon, they tell us they do it either for 
healthy longevity and, and healthy aging, uh, weight loss, like you mentioned, especially fat. But actually, the number three is exactly what you're saying is detox. And, and that detox with fasting is not just an extracellular detox. There's a lot of detox programs that you do to, for extracellular, but because of the rejuvenation, now you're doing a deeper detox, a, a more scientific and deeper detox. So yeah, and, and number four is changing relationship with food. You were so addictive to some of uh, some of the manners, and that five days is it's short enough for we have ninety three percent completion rate, but it's long enough for somebody on day six to say, you know what, I just spent five days eating very you know reasonable portion sizes. I didn't snack at night because it comes it's structured, it's easy to do, and uh, and and they just feel that hmm, I wasn't I, I'm not as much addicted to everything that I was doing before. Yeah, and you completed something. You completed something that had a little bit of intensity where you can be proud of yourself for having done something. And psychologically, that serves as a springboard because when your body feels really good and cleaned out and and lighter, it's you want to maintain that, right? And look, health is an iterative game. We're trying to do this stuff over the next, let's say we live for another 70, 80 years. That means that we need the rhythms of our life to constantly have these check-ins. So I love the idea of pulsing this throughout the year as these little times to help guide us back on track if we we've drifted a little bit. Uh, Prolonged fasting seems like a really good thing for people to check out. And we'll throw links to all your stuff in the description as well, because I'm sure there's going to be a lot of people after this that are like, send me the box. I want to check this out. And again, it's just three to four times a year. I mean, we're, I'm, I'm one of the few proud CEOs to tell people don't do the product every day or every week. It's just, it's like the car racing. You do two pit stops, you do three pit stops. It's like our end system. I mean, we're we're reinvigorating the epigenetic adjustments to fasting. So in, in our grand, grand, grandfathers and mothers, you know, there was one winter a year, they migrated. So they gone through a couple of fasting there. Sometimes there's a draw in the summer. So, so it's really a three to four times if you don't, unless you have, you know, medical reasons or health reasons. But if it's for healthy aging and, and, and weight, three to four times a year, I do it once every quarter. The first box is like fasting is not going to be easy for many. Um, but then, then the body builds that elasticity, which is so important of moving from depending on carb to depending on ketones. That elasticity is so important um, for, 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 for healthy aging as well. And once you do the first box, then you get into the rhythm of doing it uh, after quarter. Well, I want to make sure people heard what that last thing you said is depending on you know getting your body to become what I'll call metabolically flexible. There's many different kinds of fuel that we can burn. We can burn carbohydrates. We can burn fats. We can even make proteins you know, and, and use those in these energy-producing pathways. I believe that the healthiest people on the planet are metabolically flexible. They have bodies that can tap into all different kinds of fuel sources. For today's day and age, most people are so inundated with high sugar that we're primarily burning sugar. And, and at this time, fasting is so unique because it depletes those carbohydrate stores, gets your body to tap into its natural natural fat burning and ketone production capacity. And you keep that when you go back. And especially if you do the 12 to 14 hour everyday fast, you keep this metabolically flexible body that's producing some ketones. Then in taking some carbohydrates, insulin rises, shuttles everything into the cells, then it goes back down. And you have this body that has just so many options for fuel. And I think that's really special and beautiful. So in closing, this was a powerful conversation. I mean, I got a ton out of this. I'm like really excited for Prolon. I'm going to give it a shot myself. And I'd love for you to have the floor one more time to share anything you like that would maybe be a little capstone on this conversation and anything you have for our listeners today. One thing I want to say again, as, as, a, as a father, but also as an MD, PhD in science, I think 
fasting and healthy aging is more for us. We, we call it fasting as if it's a fancy thing. It's, it's, it, it is what our ancestors had as part of their diet. What we live today is a fad. They told us eat six times a day. They told us eat, you know, uh, a lot of meat, eat this, eat fat. I mean, it's, it's all, every, every wave of diet that has come to us did not curb diabetes, did not curb obesity, did not curb Alzheimer's. These are fads and we're living a fad today. When we tell you fast, we're not telling you, oh, that's a new fad. We're telling you go back and reharmonize your body with how uh, uh, you know evolution and or you know human human existence on this planet. Natural design. The system is designed for this. Rematch your body with how it was designed. You rematch your body. Rematch your body with nature, day and night, and go back to what was what helped us live healthy. We used to die you know, from acute infectious disease or wars or whatever, but it was not cancer. It was not Alzheimer's. The word Alzheimer's got discovered even late. We never, we never had these. Uh, so, so I really recommend that people, you know, uh, on board on fasting. And I'm not saying you go fast one or two or three days all the time, or at least do your 12 to 14 hours. This is part of rematching your body with what, with what uh, it, it used to do. You want to lose some weight, go to the 16. I do it with, again, with food, with a fast part. But three to four times a year, go back and rejuvenate your cells. It's important for healthy aging. Uh, as a father and, and, and my wife, as a mother, we always think about how can we stay healthy long for our kids and to support our parents. And, and I think this is a powerful way of doing that. Well said. Perfect capstone on this. Um, Dr. Joseph Antone, thank you for coming on here, sharing your wisdom, inspiring so many of us. And I'm excited. Maybe we have you back on because I think this is a deep topic. And if you're open to it, we'll get you back on in a year, year and a half here about how your journey's going, all the new stuff. Because the science is, you're learning so much. So I'd love to, to have you back on. And thank you again for your time today. Love you. Thank you very much. Thanks. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of the Fit Father Project Podcast. If you love what you heard, please rate and review our podcast on Apple Podcasts. It really helps spread this show to more men who need this valuable info. To watch full video episodes of this podcast and other motivational videos to inspire your training and more, visit our Fit Father Project YouTube channel. It's free and everything's made for busy guys over 40 like you. Visit youtube.com forward slash fitfatherproject to get access to our entire video library. And finally, if you or someone in your life is interested in becoming a fit father or needs help losing weight, building muscle, and living healthier after age 40, then visit fitfatherproject.com where you can see our proven programs, supplement line for guys 40 plus, and free meal plan and workouts to get you started. This is Dr. Anthony Balduzzi signing off. I'll see you in the next episode. 